It's that time of day. That's time of the part of the show where we talk motorsport with Tickford Racing's Tom Randall, fresh from a seventh placing in the E-Series. A little bit on that in a moment. Tom, it is a very busy time for Formula One and seats for the years beyond this. Nine, I think nine races to go for this season, but it's all about the setup for next year and beyond. And boy, there's some changes. Absolutely. We're, we're right in the thick of the silly season and and as some people would call it, the musical chairs of Formula One. And certainly this week there's been some of the, the biggest announcements for next year, and that, that is that George Russell has finally been confirmed as Lewis Hamilton's <laughs> teammate for 2022, which, to be honest, Goss, I think we, we all saw coming, didn't we? Oh, just a little bit. Uh, it, was a little, <laughs> it was a little bit obvious. Um, but I think it's a natural progression. I think he's good enough. I think he'll work well with a fellow Englishman in Lewis Hamilton who strikes me as a very hard man to work with and he is the he's the main man, but eventually that the baton's got to be handed over and it was all about the future for Mercedes and I think George Russell is just that. Look, yeah, you're not wrong and, and George has been a Mercedes back driver for, for quite a few years now. So it was only a matter of time. I mean he, he does all their mid season, pre season testing and, and he even did that one off round last year when when Lewis Hamilton uh, was subject to COVID-19 and and did a fantastic job. So, you know, I think it was only a matter of time that it was going to happen. And and look, I think, to be honest, it's probably good for Valtteri Bottas as well. I mean, I he's now moving to Alfa Romeo, where I think he'll probably have more of an input and he'll probably be more of his own man, in, in, a, in a sense. So it's going to be interesting to see who partners alongside him because that hasn't been confirmed yet. But also... Because of George moving up from, from Williams to Mercedes, we now have Alex Albon back as, as Nicholas Latifi's teammate for next year. So I think that's great to see him back in Formula One. And, and yeah, it's going to be nice to, to see what he can do in that Williams. So I'm sure there's still a couple of chess pieces to play out, but that, that's going to be good. And unfortunately, Kimi Räikkönen's going to be missing the Italian Grand Prix this weekend uh, because he's still got a... Uh, isolate because of his COVID uh, test for last week where he tested positive right on the Saturday of the Dutch Grand Prix. So, unfortunately, he's got to miss another round this weekend. Talking motorsport with Tom Randall from Tickford Racing. And at the moment, we're talking about Formula One and some seat changes. So, Albon, which is great because I think he was too good a driver not to be in, but I think he's a better fit at Williams rather than the, the pressure of Red Bull. But there's been a lot of no, nice messaging on behalf of Red Bull. He's been very grateful for the opportunities he's been given. George Russell, likewise, at Williams, goes to Mercedes. Bottas to Alfa Romeo. I think he'll be freed up there. Alfa Tari uh, still got to lock in, well, have locked in their current drivers for, uh, for 2022. Um, and as you mentioned, uh, there's still a, a bit to go on. There's a big push for De Vries. Can you confirm or deny? Do you think he's in the mix somewhere? I think he's in the mix for the Alfa Romeo seat. Uh, but whether or not they're going to keep uh, Antonio Giovinazzi, I'm not sure. But, I mean, he was kind of in the running with, with Albon for that Williams seat. So now that that's all locked in, he's only really got one other option possibly to go to. And then after that, I, yeah, I, I think that's probably, probably it because... McLaren's locked in with Ricardo and, and Norris for next year, and I think Ricardo's going to need to find a bit more speed out of that McLaren. But also next year we've got the major rule changes, a whole mm, mm. completely different car. 
So that could really work in his favour, and it'll be interesting to see what he does there. But then you've also got Mick Schumacher in the mix for that for that Alfa Romeo seat. He, he could move up from from the Haas into that seat. So yeah, a lot a lot more to play out. But uh, in the meantime, we've got another F1 Grand Prix on our hands this weekend, as well as we have the the next IndyCar round at, at Portland and a MotoGP's back at, at Aragon Raceway. So lots of motorsport on this weekend, guys. Very much so. I'm, I, and I, my daughter and I were talking, she gets that excited when there's uh, car changes and team changes, comes storming out of a bedroom and to, to break the news to me, she's across everything. Bottas in the next nine races. I'm tipping that if I was Mercedes, the engineer or the race format uh, man, the main man, and asking for um, Valtteri to, to play by the team rules, I'm tipping he will just be saying, ah, you can wear that. I am just driving in the way I want to drive. And, Lewis, you're on your own, brother. Well, yeah, absolutely. I think you're spot on there. And what was funny on the weekend at the Dutch Grand Prix was that the team told Valtteri or asked him very politely <laughs> to not set the fastest lap because Lewis Hamilton needed the points. And what did he go and do? He went and broke the damn lap record. So that was, that was funny. And then it, it forced Hamilton then had to pit for another new set of tyres to, to go and get the lap back. So that was that was pretty funny. I think he really tried to stick it up Mercedes yeah. there. So, so good on him. And, and yeah, like I said before, I can't wait to see how he copes in that new environment. I think it'll, it'll be perfect for him next year. Totally agree. And Max Verstappen completely dominated the Dutch Grand Prix. It was a fantastic event. It was, don't bring flares, but I think every Dutch supporter brought flares. <laughs> well, it's funny. The week before, the drivers couldn't see anything because of the rain. And then on the weekend <laughs> at the Dutch Grand Prix, they couldn't see anything because of the orange smoke. So they might have to invent a new, a new flag for the flag marshals to wave, maybe like an orange Dutch flare flag or something but yeah, I something. mean the crowd was just incredible and and as a as a Melbourneian in lockdown it was yeah certainly uh <laughs> slightly sad to have to witness that but it was great to see that I mean Formula One is just absolutely buzzing at the moment and the grandstands were just absolutely packed so that was great for the sport and great to see that yeah everyone so many people are just loving Formula One at the moment and this tight championship battle between Verstappen and Hamilton because it's now swung in in Verstappen's favour. He's at three three and a half points uh, in front of in front of Lewis. So it's 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 a great championship fight that we haven't seen for the last five years. Yeah, absolutely uh, riveting viewing. Still with plenty of time left. You mentioned the Indy cars at Portland. What are we expecting this weekend? Well, again, it's another close championship battle between. Uh, you've got Pato Award at the front, uh, Alex Palau. And Joseph Newgarden, Scott Dixon's still in the mix. But, yeah, we, we finish off the year with a triple header. Uh, so three IndyCar race weekends in a row, and that'll, that'll end the season. So I think McLaughlin's going to want to try and get on, on top of these road course uh, results. So qualifying is going to be important for him. But, yeah, it's going to be really good to, to see IndyCar three weekends in a row. And, and then even with MotoGP, I think uh, Jack Miller's going to want to try and get, get some... Top three results. He's had some good form at, at Aragon before, and and yeah, I, I think it's going to be important for him and also for Ducati because they've sort of well they struggled at Silverstone, and it'd be nice to see another podium or any, even even a win for Jack. But Fabio Cotuaro is doing a, an incredible job uh, at the moment. So and also Remy Gardner in Moto Two, 
I mean, he's leading the championship, so he's going to want to maintain that, that points buffer that he's got at the moment. Nowhere to look when it comes to motorsport. Last night, the E-Series continued, and I saw uh, the highlights this morning. You got a bit of a clip, mate. It looked like you were going to be on the podium briefly. Well, it was either in the podium or in the sky. So the thing about oval racings, I mean, it's you don't know if you're going to get spun at the start and then get spun at the end when you somehow claw your way back. But, yeah, we were involved in a first corner, first lap wreck. And it actually worked out in our favour because it meant we avoided a lot more carnage. And then I was, yeah, got up to fourth with that three laps to go and then got turned again. But, yeah, we managed to finish top top seven. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where we race next week. I think they're, they're going to spice it up a bit. So they haven't finalised that. But, gosh, I'm, I'm counting on you. you got to... You've got to tune in for these races. I need, I need my wingman. I need, I need some support. Yeah, brother. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be there next week. Guarantee you next week. There's no footy to worry about next week because it's a, the bye week of the finals. It's the week off. I will be glued to the TV, Randall, and I'll be cheering <laughs> you. And I expect some when you get on the podium and you do the champagne and you make your speech because I know that's what happens. I expect some form of mention here on the Sporting Goss. Uh, before we let you go. Uh, I know Tickford Racing have been doing something special this morning. It was 9 o'clock our time in Perth where uh, Tickford Racing were making sure that people were talking and uh, and opening up and listening, more importantly, as it is Are You OK? A, uh, Are You OK? Day, a very special day for, for everyone in Australia, around the world. And, and in particular, on a sad day too because of the loss of Danny Frawley on this day 12 months ago, which happened to be his birthday and now is Are You OK Day today. So it really does ring true to our audience here in Western Australia and around the SEN network. Yeah, look, it is a, it's a very important day. but And it's just, to be honest, it's as important as any other day. And, and it's a day where, you know, everyone's calls on, on their friends, family, just to check in with people and, and ask if they're really OK. But like I said, you know, not just today, but every day. Yeah. And I mean, especially now with with COVID, all the lockdowns, you know, can really affect each other and differently as well. And it really affects people's livelihoods. And sometimes it's not obvious that someone's struggling, but, you know, having that support of their family and friends and and close colleagues can really help those uh, close to us and to better navigate the challenges that might come their way. So, yes, don't wait until someone's visibly distressed. But yeah, just take a moment and ask your friends, ask your family, are you okay? Because it, it's a conversation that could change their life. Well spoken, well done, and uh, well done to everyone involved in those at Tickford Racing for Are You OK Day. Good chat. Good luck next Wednesday. We'll chat Thursday. We'll talk about how we, you and me, held hands and got ourselves on the podium in the next series and <laughs> the next round of the E-Series. Thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks, Goss, and thanks, everyone. Stay safe. And uh, looking forward to hopefully some some good results next week in the A-Series. Yeah, Tom Randall from Tickford Racing. Get behind the young man. He is a superstar on the rise. This is Sporting Goss.